entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. You know, I, uh, I'll i be honest with you. Yesterday, about three hours in the middle of the day, my Wi-Fi went out at home. And I didn't have access to the Internet. I didn't have access to computers. I couldn't go on Google. I couldn't do anything. And in the mean, and what happened was, uh, it, it, it was, it was horrible. It was like I was totally out of touch. And I was still more prepared to do this show than I am right now because nothing in this building is responding. This is not, none of the computer systems are working. Nothing. I just slammed my knee into a chair. I really, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really excited for when they finally demand that I work from home because I don't have any chairs laying around the studio. I don't have everything there works. Well, except for my Wi-Fi for like three minutes yesterday. Uh, anyway, in just a minute, we're going to hopefully have some audio from you because, there, man, there was a lot going on yesterday. Holy cow. Not just all the uh, not just all the Ron DeSantis uh, governor, uh, you know, of the uh, state of Florida press conferences and the mayor. Curry. Mayor Curry had two press conferences yesterday. He just every time he gets angry, he decides he decides to start a press conference. That's Mayor Curry's go to. If it's like I'm angry, no one's staying home. People have to be call press conference. We're going to put it into this right now. And then he just starts demanding stuff that I would be honest with you. I really don't think he's I don't really think he has the power to demand all this stuff. Like he's almost like if you have like if you just stay at home and you get the coronavirus you got to bring me a hundred dollars cash and make checks payable to lenny curry and I, I mean it people we're not playing around the president yesterday is actually talking about how he wants to uh you know lighten all of the uh all of the restrictions and he's talking about at the end of this 15 days we're going to reassess and see if we can bring our economy back we're going to see if we can actually kind of you know rebuild what we've lost all these all these uh you know uh, all this economic downturn that as a result of people staying at home and not going to work and not going to the beach and not going to the bars and not getting on airplanes all of this economic you know depression that we basically uh been in for the past two weeks he wants to slowly work to undo it lenny curry is the opposite lenny curry is like shut it all down man the bridges we're going to shut down that we're going to do everything we can to keep people at home i mean it if i have to come to your house and padlock your door i'm going to do it i'm going to do it he already shut down my computer i don't know how he did it but Len but the mayor's office somehow got access to our computer and shut it down so that i can't access any of my audio which is kind of trouble oh, that explains that email i got the other day is that what it was yeah it said I please give us access to this computer please <laughs> okay. click every link in this email and I just followed it. So uh, you probably yeah. in the future don't do that because it's the mayor fishing for access to our computer systems. Uh, the other thing is we have the um, we have the president uh, giving press conferences, of course, about the the update of the pandemic, while other governors across the state are trying to shut down their states and keep individuals at home. We have the Senate out on Capitol Hill coming this close. And you can't see it because it's radio, but I'm holding my fingers very close together. They came this close to passing a stimulus package to get money into the hands of Americans and money into the hands of small businesses and and money into the hands of people that really need it, like billions, trillions of dollars, as a matter of fact. And then, of course, as soon as Rand Paul came down with the coronavirus and like five senators chose to self-quarantine, the uh, Democrats said, you know what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Since we know that you're not going to have the necessary majority to just pass this bill, why don't we take a step back and why don't we add some things into it that we really want, like assistance for Planned Parenthood and, uh, you know, taxes uh, or you levy, uh, take away taxes for solar power businesses. And, you know, that Green New Deal, we'd like to slide some things in there to help uh, to help the Green New Deal. 
will start, um, you know, start getting some traction. And now there's an end pass because everybody is playing politics. The, the agreement that was agreed to by the Senate, by Nancy Pelosi, by Chuck Schumer, by Steve Mnuchin, by everybody. Everybody signed off on this thing Saturday night. And then Rand Paul announces he's got coronavirus. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the Democrats have some changes that they would like to make. Isn't that amazing how in a time of real crisis, we can all come together and remember one thing and one thing only. The American lives are important, but not nearly as important as getting your way in the uh, in the U.S. Congress. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. But probably don't call because I don't even know if the phones work at this point. I'm going to have to restart my entire Gosh darn computer, which is always something I hate doing. In addition to that, Joe Biden came out of uh, out of the woodwork. He disappeared after the last couple of primaries that he won. He figured, hey, the best thing for me to do is not do anything. Because when you're ahead, you know, they, he learned from Hillary Clinton. When you think you have the delegates wrapped up, when you think you've got this nomination in the bag, that's when you go away. Especially if you're demented. Especially if you can't control, uh, you know, what you say and what you do and who you sniff. If that's your case and you're trying to run for president, then you got to go, man. You got to tuck tail and run. And that's what Joe Biden was doing. But I guess what happened was some of his advisors came up to him and said, uh, Mr. Vice President, look, I know that you think you shouldn't talk to people and usually you would be right. But uh, there's a problem. The pre the actual president of the United States is on TV every single day. And the actual president of the United States is talking to the media every single day. And the actual president of the United States is making decisions that affect Americans. And he's doing a pretty good job of it. And you're hiding out in your home and you're avoiding the press and you're avoiding the media and you're you're social distancing self yourself, which you're supposed to do. But at the same time, you need to be somewhat politically active if you hope to get any votes in November. Well, Joe Biden said, OK. And he did a live stream yesterday. And after the live stream was over, I'm pretty sure he and his staff wished that they'd kept him hidden a little while longer because he had I mean, he was he was Joe Biden at his finest. Also, I don't know if he's got the coronavirus or something else, but his voice was really low and his energy level was down. And it didn't really seem like the Joe. I mean, it didn't seem like the angry Joe. Biden. what they probably should have done is brought in some supporters for him to yell at. Because he was low energy. And I know what it is. When you're sitting in a room, it's true. I get, you know, sometimes I have an issue with it, too. When I'm just sitting in a room alone with a microphone, I sometimes am low energy. All right, rarely am I low energy. But, you know, sometimes you, you don't get the full effect. You don't, you, some people feed off of an audience. You know, some people need supporters there to cuss at and swear at and say, you know, I'm taking all your AR-14s. And Joe Biden's one of those guys. So I think when he sits around alone in a room at home in front of a camera, he whispers, he becomes quieter. He doesn't get that full effect. And, you know, that's fine because that's probably more likely who he is in the long run. But it didn't do his campaign any good for him to get on a live stream and criticize the president from the comfort of his own home um, while making a couple of Joe Biden-ish gaps. One thing that he actually did was he forgot what he forgot the name of the country he lives in, which which I mean, again, like, I mean, I, you know, I wish I was making all this stuff up. But again, alas, I am not. And if I ever had act, if Mayor Curry would grant me access to my computer again, I'd play all that for you uh, here in just a minute. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Now, the docket for the day is right now we're watching uh, Mitch McConnell on Capitol Hill. He's out there trying to make a deal. Nancy Pelosi's come up with now a third 
plan that she feels can pass muster with Congress and and get money into the hands of Americans who need it. Uh, we're not sure if that one's going to fly. Uh, if they went back to the original deal, I feel like that one would be the best suited deal to get uh, money into the hands of people who need it quickly. Or, you know what else I think should happen? I think that Rand Paul and, and Mitt uh, Romney and, and even Governor Scott, they should be like, look, screw it. If you guys are going to mess around with our stimulus package, the one that we all agreed to, if you're going to try to like sneak some stuff in because you know we don't have the votes now because five of us are self-quarantining, I would un-self-quarantine myself. I would call, I would call Mitch McConnell and I would call everyone else in Congress and I would say, hey, here's the deal. Uh, we had this deal set up. We were ready to go on Saturday night. Everyone agreed to it. The Democrats agreed to it in the Senate. The Democrats agreed to it in the House. The Republicans agreed to it. The president agreed to it. Every, the Treasury Secretary. Everybody agreed to this plan. We were set to vote on it. Then all of a sudden, we started self-quarantining, and now you're changing it? Now you're pulling your support because you know it's not a slam dunk? Well, then guess what? Let's bring it back up to a vote and we'll bring our coronavirus butts right back into the Senate chamber and we will vote and cough and sneeze and touch everything we can because they're, they, they're not legally bound to not show up. They're not legally homebound because they have the coronavirus. They could show up to work. That's what I would do. I would I would let everybody know, hey, call a vote and we'll be there or pass the stimulus package that we decided on on Saturday. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, you know what? Maybe get, get me Rand Paul on the phone. Maybe we can make that happen. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. We got some of your phone calls lined up here and a bunch of open mic messages. Uh, it's the Mark K Show and we are live. And we'll be right back right after this on 104.5 WOKV. employer if I got paid to be off they said yeah if I want to use my sick day and vacation time other than that I have to come to work if I want to get paid now oh, see that's the bump that's the bump and that's the real problem that's the real problem with forcing people not to go to work that's the real problem with telling people you have to stay home unless you're essential personnel because people they also have to eat you know they've got to there you can't stockpile toilet paper unless you have money uh, but basically, you know, some people, some leaders feel that it doesn't matter. You know, if you uh, if, if I'm in charge and I tell you to stay home, you better keep your butt home. And one of them happens to be our, our own mayor, Lenny Curry. Uh, apparently, he's become a, a dictator. He's the Duval dictator. If you're still having to go to work when you come home from work, stay in your home unless it's essential. Grocery supplies. Yeah, so stay in your home. Don't go anywhere. If you don't do this. And we don't flatten the curve. Uh, you could see a federal or a state curfew, and they will enforce it. Yeah, they will enforce it because here in Duval County, we don't have the authority to do that. To be clear, if an employee can perform a job function from home, the executive order will require that that happens. But here's the thing. I don't think you can actually legally do that. You can't require somebody not to go to work. You can't require somebody to uh, stay in their home. I mean, you can't basically put somebody on house arrest because they may or may not have the coronavirus or they may or may not breathe on somebody else, which is basically what they're saying. I mean, we still have a constitution and it's nice and all that Mayor Curry wants to flatten the curve, as most lawmakers do. But there comes a point where you have to realize, dude, you're a mayor. 
You know, you're not you're, you're not a you're not a despot. You don't rule the roost. You can't you can't tell people don't go to work, especially if those people need the money and their employers are saying you've got to come to work or you don't get paid. You've got to come to work or else you're using sick days. I mean, you have no plan in place uh, to support people here in Duval County should they have to stay home. And yet you're dictating that they that they stay home. You also don't have the authority, but I mean, I guess in, in time, I guess you can trick enough people uh, into thinking that they have to listen to you um, or else suffer the consequences. But, you know, the, the Constitution is still in place. And that's one of the reasons and a lot of people have come down hard on Donald Trump for not, uh, you know, basically weaponizing the the private industries and saying, hey, you're now you're now part of the federal government. And we mandate that you make uh, defibrillators or we mandate the, the mandate that you make ventilators or masks or things like that, because we have enough private industries who are volunteering and willing enough to do it. They we have it we don't need you know it's not World War II where we go into the uh we go into the Tupperware factory and say now you're going to stop making plastic Tupperware for uh you know, housewives to sell at parties. You're going to start making Tupperware for the troops out in the field or you're better yet you're going to start making plastic casings for airplanes so that our uh, our gunners will have a lightweight uh, thing they can see through when they're shooting down when they're shooting down German airplanes. I mean this is not where we are. We are we are not we don't have a draft. We don't need to nationalize anything. We have enough private industry and we have enough private individuals who can come in and who can say, hey, we will help. We will look at Tesla. Look at Ford. Look at these companies that have ceased everything. They are now sitting there and they are building the ventilators that we need. They're putting their profits aside because they are sitting here and saying, hey, we are, uh, you know, we are, we are, uh, we are going to be part of the solution to this. You know, we have enough money. We don't, you don't need to nationalize us. You don't need to, you don't need to mandate that we do this. We are willing to do it on our own. I mean, there are, there are still freedoms in this country, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom to peaceably assemble. You can strongly suggest that somebody not get together with somebody else. You can close a beach. You can close a public parking lot or a public park. I mean, you have that authority. But to tell people that they can't go to their private business and do work to make money for their families, especially when every time you turn on the news, all you hear is, hey, not only are you going to die of the coronavirus, but probably 30 percent of you are going to be unemployed for the long haul. So let's have well, let's have worse news and worse news. Every 80 percent of the people listening are going to get coronavirus. That's what I heard. One worst case scenario. And 30 percent of people are going to uh, are going to be unemployed, which means like 25 percent of people are going to be sick and broke. And we've got our leaders locally and nationally saying, hey, you know what? I admire Ron DeSantis for not shutting down the state of Florida. Everyone's like, shut down the state of Florida. No, we are still we are not a dictatorship here in the state of Florida. We are we are a uh, we have a, a duly elected governor who understands that the people have free will and freedoms and you can strongly urge them to do something and you can you can you can count on their good graces and their and their support of their their fellow man to stay home. But you can't lock people down. We are not the USSR. We are not China. That's what they do in China. In China, what happens is if you take a, a cell phone into a hospital where people are suffering from COVID-19 and you post photos and video of what's going on in those hospitals on the Internet, the cops show up at your door and drag you away and you're never heard from again. And your Facebook page gets taken down. Actually, it's not a Facebook page because they don't allow Facebook in China anyway. Not the way you have it here. I mean, there's Donald Trump saying we want to open the country back up and everyone's freaking out. I mean, how long do we want to keep the country closed? Look at the look at the the Dow is back up today. You know why? 
The Dow is up 1,400 points today. You know why? Not because we said we're going to shut the country down for another two weeks, but because Donald Trump said at the end of this 15 days, we're going to look at easing some of the burden. We're going to look at getting people back to work. Words matter. And as you can see, economically, we're rebounding from some positive words about the economy. It may, you know, it may be where we have to really look at how we've reacted and wonder if this is an overreaction, if the cure is really worse than the illness. 855-765-104. Liz, we got to take a quick break. We got a bunch of people on the phone that want to comment uh, about what's going on in Congress or rather what's not going on in Congress. Plus, Joe Biden's back and dumber than ever. We'll play those clips, too. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Why don't they make the Chinese government pay every single American affected by the coronavirus a couple of hundred thousand after taxes? That'll definitely help everybody out. Oh, reparations. I love that. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Reparations for the coronavirus from the Chinese government. I mean, think about that. Wouldn't that really solidify healthcare systems around the world? Like if you knew that for every person you infected with a virus that originated in your country, you owed them, I don't know, a thousand dollars, you would definitely, you would definitely take precautions to make sure that uh, that the you know the Wuhan market was free of any kind of deadly viruses that could become global pandemics. I love that idea. I love that idea. 855-765-1045. If only there were a way that we could keep that we could uh, make that a law and then of course uphold it. Much like Lenny Curry's executive order forcing you to not go to work. To be clear, if an employee can perform a job function from home, the executive order will require that that happens. That would under normal circumstances, I'm sure result in some kind of lawsuits if the mayor actually tried to uphold some kind of order like that. However, guess what's closed? The courts. Isn't that convenient? You know, the more and more I read all of these, uh, all of the uh, the uh, uh, conspiracy theorists and the rants that go on on the Internet, the more I think to myself, you know, people aren't even realizing all of the liberties that have been taken away from them in the past. They've been really excited about the opportunity of not getting a, a severe cough, that they've been willing to just hand over all of these freedoms that, I mean, our forefathers died for and put forth uh, 250 years ago. Like, for example, the freedom to peaceably assemble. We ha it's guaranteed and it's the first amendment. It's the very, they thought it was so important for us to have free speech and for us to have freedom of the press and for us to be able to free, peaceably get together and assemble for whatever reason we wanted to that they put it there in the first amendment. And now all of a sudden <coughs> some people get sick and no, and that first amendment goes right out the window. Sure, you can talk. You still have freedom of speech. You just have to do it from home. And sure, you can peaceably assemble as long as, you know, it's no more than 10 people and it's not in a public spot like a beach or outside the courthouse. And now we're even saying you can't even go to work, which most offices are privately held. Most offices are private companies. You know, I get it. Sure, if you're shutting down the mayor's office, if you're shutting down some kind of municipal building, that is well within your right. But if you start demanding that people stop going to work and working from home, I feel like that's an overstep. I feel like that's an overreach. I feel like if there were courts, they wouldn't hold up in courts. But guess what other rights we've given away? Our right to a speedy trial by jury, our right to litigation. There is no court system. They've shut that down, too. Isn't that convenient? Isn't that convenient? 855-765-1045 is the number. Jim on the north side. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Hey, Mark, how's it going? Oh, good, man. Uh, what's up, Jim? What do you want to say, sir? Um, 
You know, back when the Democrats were trying to uh, impeach the president over that phony quid pro quo. Oh, it seems well, like so long ago, doesn't it? <laughs> it was, it was really, yeah, yeah. it was February, but yeah, it seems like ages ago. Yeah, but um, what's going on now with this relief bill, and then and they're trying to attach all their little goodies to it and holding it up because of that. Doesn't that kind of sound like a quid pro quo to you? Look, I mean, to them, it's politics as usual. But you're right. But it, it is really. It is really interesting to me how the Democrats will are so beholden to these crazy ideas and they're so beholden to the to the the far left wing uh, base of their party now that they will they will kick Bernie Sanders out of this race. Yet they will hold up an important stimulus package for people who are out of jobs and out of work and need money so that they can get their far left wing tidbits tied to this tied to this legislation. It is wild. And I really don't think I mean, they should be. They should be in, in petrified, not of the coronavirus, but of the election in 2020. They should be petrified because not only is their chosen candidate for president, I mean, all, like almost a vegetable. And I have audio to prove it. This guy has no clue what he's doing, what he's saying, where he is. And if he even lasts to the 2020 election, I would be shocked and awed. Not only is that their candidate, but they've got Congress people who have a majority in the House of Representatives, Congress people who hold the speakership, Congress people who have spent the last three years failing at everything they've attempted to do. And now when they can really do something good and when they can really do something great and when they can really get together with the Republicans and the president and say, look, now's all that bipartisanship we've been throwing out like manure on the garden, all that bipartisanship, which we don't really believe in, but sounds good as a talking point, all that bipartisanship, we could actually really do something bipartisan right now come together with a trillion dollar or two trillion dollar or four trillion dollar whatever it is spending package and get it out there quickly we could do that on saturday night and that's exactly what they did the democrats came together with the republicans the congress came together with the senate everybody came together with the president of the united states and the cabinet and they said here's what we got and everyone said let's do it let's vote on it and then Rand paul had to like so not forget about social distancing, had a cough, took his temperature, announced before the vote that he had the coronavirus. And not only did he then have to sit out the vote, but Mitt Romney, who's sort of a Republican when it's, you know, when it when it's good for him and a bunch of others, in addition to Mike Lee, who's already self-quarantining and Governor Scott or I'm sorry, Senator Scott, who's already self-quarantining. You've got so many Republicans sitting out with the coronavirus that there was no guaranteed majority. And that meant that the Demo Democrats who could scratch their heads and say, wait a minute, why are we rushing this through before we agree to this stimulus package? The one that we all agreed on. Let's see what else we can slide in there. Let's see if we can slide in some support for some of our really, really, really important, uh, you know, important needs in a time like this. When you're facing a global pandemic, you know what we really need is we need to make sure that Planned Parenthood is protected. And we need to make sure that the Green New Deal uh, gets a couple billion dollars as, you know, because that's an upstart. We need to make sure that happens. And we need to make sure that solar power energy corporations get all kinds of tax credits because that's really going to help put cash in people's pockets when they're getting laid off of their waitress uh, and jobs and when they're getting laid off by the hotel that they work for or when their their flights are grounded and they can't you know they can't fly that's what they need that's what they need planned parenthood the green new deal and solar tax credits that's going to help the united states of america it doesn't matter if it does or not you guys don't have the votes because you all got the coronavirus 
855-765-1045. It's just nice to know that when our lives have been turned upside down and nothing is the way it used to be, the Democrats are just still as partisan as ever. It's nice to see that some things never change. 855-765-1045. Glenda in West Virginia. How are you, Glenda? We're good, Mark. How are you? We love your show. Oh, thank I love West Virginia, too. Congratulations on being the last state to get the coronavirus. Well, that means we're going to be the last to recuperate. Well, well, that's a good point. All right. Anyway, anyway uh, what do you want to say, Glenda? Hey, I like your comment about the Republicans coming back and spreading the virus. Mm. But why can't they vote from home? Why can't they vote from home? Because they can't, because the pesky Constitution. I mean, that's the problem. When you when you have a vote in the Senate, the rules are that you have to be there. And if you're not there, you don't get a chance to vote. And, and okay. That, they make exceptions to that Constitution when everybody wants to. Why can't they for this? Oh, well, if the, if the tables were turned and you had five Democrats who were at home self-quarantining because they uh, they thought they might have COVID-19, I'm sure they would come up with some kind of uh, app real quick that allowed senators to log in and vote from home. Uh, but but for the time being, the rules are you have to be there. And it doesn't matter if you're I mean, when John McCain, you know, was uh, was in the hospital, he couldn't come and vote. And it, it ha- didn't matter that he was still able to vote. He couldn't physically be there. And that's one of the rules. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. This is James in Jacksonville. Hi, James. How are you? Hey, Mark, uh, the great Ronald Reagan said. Either you control your government or your government will control you. Amen. That's from Ronald that's from Ronald Reagan. Let me tell you something, Mark. I called a couple weeks ago and told you about this guy, Lenny Curry, remember? I do. <laughs> I saw where it was going, man. I saw I saw where it was going, man. Either you control your government or your government control you. You know, Mark, sitting back and looking at the articles and the people that's crying about Shutting everything down. Oh, we got to shut everything. We we got to shut everything down. It's from the same sources, man. Yeah. The same people who was running around talking about impeachment. They want to shut the government down, Mark, because they think it's going to hurt. They don't care about a virus. James. They want to shut down as long as possible because, and, and Mark, when I saw Fauci wasn't up on that stage yesterday, I said, Hey man, Trump finally get. I said he finally get, had about enough of this guy. <laughs> Trump finally had about enough of Fauci. Fauci, okay, he may be a doctor. That's fine. He's not an economist. Yeah. And to me, he's an ideologue. And I think Trump, I think Trump, in his smartness, and he knows people, and he's been around for a long time. He said, "This guy, I got to sit this guy down and shut him up because what? he's causing more problems than than what he's worth." And I, I don't see. I don't. I, and he said yesterday, Trump said, when it's something to talk about. The virus. I'll have him up here. Yeah. Other than that, we don't need him up here no more because I'm telling you, all this CDC stuff, all this clothing, it's coming from him. Well, James, hang on, hang on, Bay. I, dude, I always appreciate you calling me. There's a couple points that we have to un- unload with what you just mentioned. One is about Fauci not being at the press conference yesterday, and the other is about uh, leadership trying to take too much control and trying to rip away your rights. In uh, and they go hand in hand. It's, you know, are you going to have politicians be leaders or are you going to have the doctors lead? Because if it were up to the doctors, you would be locked in your home right now. If you were if it were up to the doctors.
characters, you would be behind a piece of plastic and you would not be able to leave for any reason. And the problem is we have too many politicians out there acting like doctors and too many doctors out there acting like politicians. Great points. We'll get back to that here in just a minute. We have to take another quick break. Er, 855-765-1045 is our number. Uh, also, Joe Biden, they should have kept him hidden. I don't know why they brought him back out. Put him back wherever he came from. He's not He's not done yet. He's not ready for prime time. Uh, we'll play those clips, too. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Chuck Schumer sure didn't give a darn when Obama was given a one, two, three battery and Solyndra bunches and bunches of tax money. Never gave it a second thought. That money disappeared. The companies did nothing with it. And then they closed. Yeah. Can we get the Solyndra money back? That would really come in handy. You know, last time we gave last time we gave tax breaks or at least just, you know, funded a solar power company. That's how well it worked out for us. They went on a business like uh, like a year and a half later. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is our number. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is our number. Yesterday, uh, the president taking drastic steps. And this is again, this is something that people don't understand is that Donald Trump, as as bullish as he is in language, as brash as he can be to the media, as unpolished as people see as unpresidential as they say he is, he understands everything. He understands the economy. He understands words. He understands media. He understands leadership and he understands management and he understands how to get things done. After all, he got elected. <laughs> Not only that, but he got out of impeachment and he got acquitted by the Senate. And now he's uh, managing us through this pandemic. And when the economy started to plummet, you know what he said? He, first of all, as James just said, got the doctor off the podium because this Dr. Fauci, look, I'm sure the guy's uh, a very smart guy, but he was getting too political. His job is an, he's an infectious disease expert. He's not a political expert. But you know what happened? The more he was up there on the podium, the more he was in front of the microphone, the more the press started asking him political questions. The more he would have some kind of facial reaction to what the president said behind the president, the more people focused on him as a political leader. So the president was absolutely right to take him down and say, look, this is this is my time. I'm your leader. I'm going to tell you what's happening. I'll tell you what the expert said. If I feel like he needs to be here, he'll be up here. He would, there was a whole problem. Uh, A.G. William Barr came up yesterday. Why? To talk about the measures they were taking against people who were price gouging and hoarding. Because that's a serious problem. That's a that's a health issue and that's an economic issue in times of crisis like this. And then Donald Trump said, look, we put together a 15 day plan. OK, and we are going to have to reevaluate at the end of 15 days whether or not we're going to keep this place shut down because it's not working. Our country wasn't built to be shut down. Yeah, it was built to be shut up. Wait, I, no, that doesn't, you know what I mean. I'm not looking at months, I can tell you right now. We're going to be opening up our country, and uh, we're going to be watching certain areas, and we're going to be practicing everything that uh, Deborah's referring to right here. But we're going to be watching this very closely, but uh, you can't keep it closed for the next, uh, you know, for years. Okay, this is going away. And here's the other thing that people don't, that people tend to forget. And it's, it's really, it's baffling to me because there's always, there's always a line of demarcation between the Federalists and the states' rights people or the Democrats and the Republicans. I mean, if you look at the, the people that love federal government, that want great big, 
federal government to just take care of everything. Really, they want the federal government to be the end-all, be-all. They want it to be the Wizard of Oz, and they want Washington, D.C. to be the Emerald City. And they want everything, whether it's a heart or a brain or a or a, or courage or, you know, a vasectomy, whatever. They just want it given to them by the wizard who run, who lives in the big tower. That's what they want. But then there's other people who want the states to have the rights to regret. Remember, we are the United States of America, not America made up of tiny little states that have no power. The United States of America, 50 equal bodies that have governors, that have legislatures, that have populations, and that have very different needs. And yes, the people who live in New York State have very different needs. Why? Well, because they stack on, they're stacked up on top of each other. There's 48-story buildings with thousands of people living in a combined space sharing the same air conditioning duct. They're going to have different health needs than people that live in Montana who don't see their neighbors for days. Each state is is individual. Here in Florida, where it gets hot and humid, we're going to have different health needs than in Maine, where people are dying of frostbite in June. You know, Alaska, Hawaii... Every place is different. That's why they are all governed by their governors. That's why they all have their own state legislatures. That's why some of them are commonwealths. That's why, you know, every state has to mandate its own rules and regulations. And during a crisis like this, that's why it's fine for Governor Cuomo to shut down New York because he feels that's what necessary. That's what's necessary. That's his job. And it's fine for Governor DeWine to shut down Ohio because he feels it's necessary. And it's also fine for Governor DeSantis to not shut down Florida because he doesn't feel like it's necessary. And he feels like it may do more harm than good. And, gee, where have we heard that recently? We cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself. Yeah. So each individual state has to work in and of itself, especially in a time of crisis. The federal government federalizing anything or mandating anything across all 50 states in a crisis like this is the worst, most un-American and most unconstitutional thing that could ever happen. And that's why Donald Trump ain't doing it. 855-765-1045. Got to take another quick break. Traffic, weather, news. We have yet to be interrupted by anybody, which is kind of nice. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to get to these Biden clips here in just a minute. This is the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Marque Show. This is the Marque Show. We cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself. This was a medical problem. We are not going to let it turn into a long-lasting financial problem. And that is, I mean, look, you have to really start to weigh that kind of thing. What is the uh, what is the end game as far as the economy goes? Are we all going to be alive, but we're not going to have any money to show for it? I mean, do we all want to live through the coronavirus crisis if we're broke and poor and living on the streets? Well, after Donald Trump said that yesterday and said, look, we've got to remember the economy. And at the end of our 15 days, we're going to reassess our policy and we're actually going to see. He didn't promise anything. He didn't say people are going back to work. He didn't say we're all going to get, you know, but go back out to the bars and the clubs. The beaches are going to be open. He didn't say any of that. He said we're going to reevaluate because we can't let this become an economic problem. And as soon as he said that, the Dow this morning jumped 19, what, 1,200 points. It's at 19,877. This economic stimulus package, as soon as they pass that, it's going to jump up again because people are going to see relief in the economy. It's a twofold problem. It's not just that he's got to keep everybody healthy and keep this pandemic out of the way. But for all those people that are healthy 
or don't show any symptoms or aren't high risk, he's got to make sure that they also can continue their lives. He's got to make sure we can eat. We can keep the roofs over our heads. He's got to make sure that we can keep cars in our garage and keep gas in them so that when we do, when the mayor allows us to go back to work, that we'll be able to go back to work. 855-765-1045. George in Orange Park. Hey, George, how are you? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. Oh, very good. Um, I have a suggestion. Um, I, I was a uh, medic uh, in Vietnam and also at Fort Bunning, Georgia, at their VA hospital. And um, we have a lot of buildings around the country and a lot of abandoned malls. And if you go on abandonedmalls.com or on Facebook, Abandoned Malls, you'll see them all over the country. Yeah. We don't need to build uh, field hospitals or any other hospitals. They could just put a hospital in the vacant Sears at Orange Park or the vacant Sears at the Avenue. Yeah, I feel like half of, Regency's there, already, half of Regency's already. Half of Regency's empty too. Yeah, but no, that's a that's a great point. Using the malls for uh, using the malls as hospital. Uh, look, a lot of the, the uh, abandoned malls are just not even. They're, I mean, they're they're so dilapidated you can't even walk through them without, you know, a hard hat on. But you're, there are some malls and there are some spaces that are empty. But the problem is, uh, I think moving moving sick people into privately held places like that where other people still shop or where other things would get contaminated, it would have to be some kind of fully abandoned building. But I don't know. You know, I don't know. You you do you know more than I do, and we appreciate, of course, your service as well. And thanks so much for calling eight five five seven six five one zero four five Debbie in Southern California. How you doing, Debbie? Good, Mark. How are you today? Oh, doing great. Thanks so much for asking. What do you want to say? I wanted to say that do not, and I mean do not stand up for the President of the United States on Facebook because you will get kicked off like I did. Oh, no. What happened? I was watching one of the press conferences um, that they were holding on the coronavirus, and all of the negative comment people were just being negative so i just let them know that all you negative comment commenting people are ignorant idiots yeah and bam kicked off facebook oh my god that's horrible that's horrible all right well listen i don't comment on my facebook page whatever you do i mean you can follow and you can watch you can lurk in the background but don't comment because i i'll be you know if, when this whole coronavirus is over i'll go into my whole secret theory that mark zuckerberg is one of the world's biggest capitalists and a closet republican because i do have that theory but now is not the time or the place eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Philippe, Phil, is it Philip or Philippe? It is actually Felipe. Oh, Philippe. that was my next guess. That was my next, third time's yeah. the charm. Yeah. How you doing, Felipe? Hey man, I'm doing great. Hey, look, I work for this great big company, and there's a lot of talk going on about the coronavirus and what's happening. But you know, I think the president's doing what he's supposed to be doing. And the doctors are doing what they're supposed to be doing. I don't think anybody's taking anybody's rights away. It's a it's a fine line, you know. It's a balancing act. I don't think the government's trying to take anybody's rights away about gathering or anything. But if you get people gather like they're doing at the beaches, New York, California, that's what you get. You get a shutdown over the entire state. Florida isn't there yet, and it doesn't need to get there. The doctors are telling everybody what they need to know, and the government's doing virtually everything they're able to do without infringing on anybody's rights. Felipe, and I think, all right, but let me ask you a question, Felipe. What's the difference between me and 50 of my friends? And this is all, of course, hypothetical because I don't have 50 friends. But what's the difference between <laughs> me and 50 friends going to the beach to have a party 
and me and 50 other Republicans marching on City Hall to uh, to condemn the mayor for making us all stay at home to work. What's the difference between those two? Are they both? There is there is no difference. There is no difference. There is no difference. The whole thing is. It's on based on the individuals. Okay, but if you there's know, no difference, but if there's no difference between those, hold on. But if there's no difference between those two, then infringing on the rights of of either of them would be unconstitutional. By saying you can't go out and congregate on the beach, fifty of you to play volleyball, or you can't go and demonstrate in front of the mayor's office because you disagree with his policies, we are we are constitutionally allowed to do both of those things as granted in the First Amendment. Right, but. There is a, an epidemic going on. I right. mean, I mean, is, is it okay? Are you okay that all your neighbors go outside and do whatever they want to do while you're trying to take care of your family and, and your kids and everybody else? But now you can't go out there because you know all your neighbors are acting stupid and you know that some of them got corona. How do you feel about that? I mean that doesn't matter. They still have the right to do it. Look, I don't like I don't like the way people vote, but they have the right to vote. I don't like half the stuff right. I see the press write in their on their websites or talk about on TV, but they have the right to do it. I mean this is well, they got the right to do it, but this is this is the downfall of humanity. How do we stop and make a conscious decision, a right decision, without making it political? I mean, you can't because the problem with people is everybody's got a different opinion. <laughs> and Felipe, and I appreciate your call and I see what you're saying. But when you look at the Constitution and when you look at the First Amendment, uh, the right of the people to peaceably assemble, you know, is right there. And there is no but. There is no, hey, you have freedom of speech and freedom of religion and you can get together in church every Sunday and worship any God you want. And you can you can as as the media get together and have a press conference and you can do all of these things. Except if you're sick, if you have a cough or if you have a sniffle or if your fever's over ninety nine point six degrees, you have the you don't have all these rights are out the window. Forget the toilet. You don't need toilet paper because you can just wipe your butt with the Constitution, because as soon as you get sick, you don't get to do anything. Go to church, speak, assemble uh, to, to voice your frustration with the government. None of that. And if we want to put, guess what? If we want to put troops in your house, if we want to keep you from getting a speedy trial, you, if you are sick, uh, that whole Fifth Amendment where you can, you don't have to incriminate yourself, you, that no longer exists. You have to then incriminate yourself. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that's not going to happen, hopefully, but that's kind of what's happening. 855-765-1045. There is a real constitutional issue when you tell people they can't assemble together in a group. Because that was one of the things that was most important to the people who founded this country. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is the number. Quick break. We got a ton of people online that want to comment. We will get to you guys here in just a minute. Also, we got some open mic messages coming through. We'll get to the open mics in just a minute as well. And uh, I promise, Joe Biden. Still, he's not getting smarter. So this will hold for another 15 minutes. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. We'll be right back. Simple cure. Take the Republicans and put them in biohazard suits and let them come vote. Problem solved. Yeah, I don't know why no one's thought of that. That's the first thing I would. I would if I were Rand Paul, if I were Rick Scott, and I was once for Halloween, uh, if I were any of those people, I would do exactly that. I would be like, I will social distance after I vote or I will put on the biohazard suit and they'll call on me and they'll be like, Senator Kay. And I'll go, oh, 
they'll say what? I'll say, oh, and then I'll have to like write it out of it. But I'll be, I would be present. I would do whatever I could to stay safe, keep myself safe, keep my other, you know, my cohorts in the Senate safe, most of them, and also get my vote heard because it's very important. Uh, hey, listen, before we get back to ranting and raving about how horrible the uh, government is, Mike Hagan, our good buddy from Jacksonville Flower Market on Beach Boulevard, is on the phone. Mike, how's it going? Hello, Mark. How are you guys today? WKV. We love listening to you guys. Oh, we love your fly. We love sniffing your flowers. We, I, whenever I get to the Jacksonville flower market, I turn into Joe Biden. I'm just smelling everything. It's great. Uh, there you Mike, go. There Mike, you tell go. Tell everyone what's happening, dude. Well, you know what? We, uh, we really feel like we need to protect the health and safety of our employees. Um, we want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. So we are going to temporarily, temporarily, Close the doors. We're okay. targeting May 1st to reopen, Okay. Uh, provided everything goes good. But yeah. in the meantime, we have a cooler full of fresh flowers that we want to give away. We just want to give these away so that they don't go to waste. We didn't anticipate this or we wouldn't have ordered so many flowers. Yeah. We've got Mother's Day coming up around the corner. But, you know, we've got all these flowers. We really want to, to get them in the hands of people that can appreciate them. Maybe it'll make somebody's day today that's... You know, having a bad day and thinking the coronavirus has got everybody down, come over to the Jacksonville Flower Market, pick up some free flowers, and maybe that'll make your day uh, put a smile on somebody's face. Okay, now for those people that have not been to the Jacksonville Flower Market, you don't understand what's happening. I mean, you were talking, this is <laughs> this is like a football field-sized beer cooler full of flowers that are going to be given away for free. That's amazing, Mike. Thank you so much. That's great. You're uh, welcome. Refer- You're welcome. And you know, yep. I was going to say, let everyone know exactly where you are so they can they can, you know, get down there. Yeah, right at the corner of Beach Boulevard at Southside, right beside Wawa's there. You know, we've, we've been open for about a year. We've had a tremendous success from all the listeners of WOKV and your show. And this is just an opportunity for us to take care of our employees. You know, we're, we're asking everybody to uh, go home, you know, uh, practice social distancing. Yeah. And uh, before you do that, though, come by, get some fresh flowers, put a smile on somebody's face when you go home. And um, we're hoping to get reopened again, like I said, around May 1st and try to get everything ready for Mother's Day. Mike, best of luck to you. Hey, thanks so much for calling, man, and thanks so much for listening. They're great people over there. And the, man, free flowers. Uh, before you practice your social distancing today, rush down with the crowd of people to the Jacksonville Flower Market. Um, no, but seriously, that is great. And, yeah, it could it could definitely brighten someone's day. It could brighten up your household and, uh, and make you know, put a smile on your face. Because you're locked at home, you might as well have some fresh flowers around. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. Mary from Jacksonville. How are you, Mary? I'm doing real well. Oh, great. What do you want to say, Mary? Um, you said that a constitutional right could possibly be violated if somebody went down, 75 people went down to protest the landing being torn down, and they're marching around in front of the courthouse. It is The law always has a catch in it. It says peaceable assembly. It's no longer peaceable assembly if 1 in 25 is carrying the virus and their sputum and their sweat and their tears or their shouting spreads it around either to the other members or somebody who happens to be walking by. Peaceable assembly. It's no longer peaceful if you're a weaponized corona carrier. I mean, are you a we- are you telling me that if you have the coronavirus, you're now a weapon? How are you a weapon? Because it's fatal to some people. And if you're a carrier, well, you're so no is, longer peaceably so assembling. The flu, but... Peaceably assembling. 
The, you can't you can't say that somebody is weaponized if they have the coronavirus because 99 percent of the people don't die from it. I mean, that's that I understand what you're trying to say. But if you go down to the courthouse and you have a cold or you have the flu or you have the coronavirus, you are still peaceably assembling. You know, if you go down there and you have uh, you have you know, what else is contained? I'm sure if you have a bad rash, you know, you're not weapon. You're not weaponized. I mean, that's, that's that's a nice try and all that. But still, it's it's peaceable. Even if you go to here's the other thing. You could be weaponized as they were in Virginia with guns and ammo and you could have rifles and shotguns and you could be you could be concealed carrying or open carrying. You could have whatever legal weapon it is. You could, it could be locked and loaded. And as long as you aren't shooting that weapon, you are peaceably assembling. So as long as you're not spewing or spittling or whatever whatever it is you said uh i i believe you're not i mean you'd be, you'd be hard pressed to prove to anybody that you are a weapon if you have the coronavirus because again most people don't even know they have it and most of the people that get it recuperate pretty you know without any real major problems uh but thanks so much for the call we appreciate it 855-765-1045 this is darian in utah how you doing darian hey i'm doing good Oh, good. Oh, good. Hey, Darian, quick question. Being from Utah, do you know what year Utah was uh, uh, grant, <laughs> granted statehood by the United States? No, no, I have no idea. Let me tell you why. I'm not originally from here. I was uh, raised in, in Brooklyn, New York. And right, then, what, uh, what, year was, what year was New York uh, granted statehood? That's an easy one. I couldn't tell you that either. Oh, all right. All right. Never mind that. Go ahead. You, what, what were you calling about? So um, I'm... I've been listening to your show the last few days, and um, because because of you, I've I've I'm realizing a lot of things. You know, um, like the whole there's somebody I was reading some of the comments that someone wrote down, and somebody wrote that uh, a lot of this would be going on if the president wasn't wasting his time calling it a hoax. And um, it seems like people are are not fully understanding that the media is doing an, uh, an incredible, like a tremendous job of editing videos and making it seem like it's a continuous sentence when they're trying to make the president look bad. Number one, he never said that it was a hoax. He was talking about something completely different. The other thing is with with um, everything that's going on uh, with the stimulus package, I, you know, I, I want to think that um, our leadership wants to protect our country, keep us safe. Yeah, Darian, I would like to think that too. Listen, unfortunately, I have to take a quick break, but I we'll talk a little bit about the media. We'll talk a little bit about our leadership and we'll talk a little bit about the maybe, you know, what the uh, what the election has in store for us too when it comes to the coronavirus. But I appreciate you watching and listening online and and learning something. That almost never happens. 855-765-1045. Quick break more of the Marque show on the way. Stay tuned. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us today. Folks, we are so excited that you're here. 855-765-1045. As we continue to, uh, to uh, you know, debate the uh, the economic, you know, is this really an economic crisis or is this a, uh, is this like a bio crisis? Is this a, a, a um, health crisis? And it, it's one of those interesting things where I think 
the reaction to the health crisis became an economic crisis. And now the president is trying to stop that in its tracks. This was a medical problem. We are not going to let it turn into a long lasting financial problem. And something we've realized is we now have not just a health crisis, not just an, an economic crisis, but we have a constitutional crisis because a lot of people are confused as to what rights their government leaders actually have and what rights they have as citizens of the United States. 855-765-1045. Lisa in St. Augustine. How you doing, Lisa? Hey, good, Mark. How are you doing? Oh, doing great, Lisa. Thanks so much for calling. What do you want to say today? Well, what I wanted to ask you, um, what your thoughts are on, I'm, I'm all for the, the free country, you know, assemble. I'm tired of, you know, it's scary, all the control is, yeah. is out there. And um, anyway, um, I just want to see what you think about people, like jerks, like a guy from New York who was totally, was on the news today, diagnosed with coronavirus. Yeah. And he wanted to get out of Dodge, so he got on a plane and flew to Florida. Yeah. You know? I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know what what am I supposed to think about that? It's a it's a free country. He broke no laws. There's no law saying you can't get on a plane and fly from New York to Florida if you have coronavirus or if you have a cold. There's no law saying if you you know are, have a fever of ninety nine point four degrees, you can't get on public transportation. There's, and that and it's and the north should there be because sick people fly all the time. Here's what I do have a problem with: if you get on an airplane and you sit down on a seat and you fall asleep and you drool on it, or if you put your box lunch directly on the tray table and then put that nasty thing in your mouth, or if you're sitting next to somebody and they're coughing and you don't ask to be moved or you know with spray disinfectant or whatever, I mean they're jerk. There are people in this world who are jerks. There are people in this world who are insensitive. There are people in this world who are self-centered and only care about the. Why is everybody looking at? me anyway there there are people who are like that and, and i'm just saying that you have to defend against that it is not against the law to be a douchebag it is not against the law to be a moron it's not against the law to be stupid and insensitive in fact the first amendment protects the right of everybody to be stupid it's right there it's 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 the unwritten uh, amendment the unwritten freedoms in the Constitution right between the lines. Freedom of speech means you have the freedom to say stupid things. Freedom to assemble means you have the freedom to go anywhere you want, even if you're sick. Now, if you know that you have HIV and you walk into a bank with a needle and say to somebody, I've got HIV and I pricked myself with this needle, now give me all your money. Totally different story. That's assault with a deadly weapon. But when you get on an airplane and you have a cough... That's, you're not assaulting anybody. You're traveling. And and that's one of the problems that we are now starting to realize. You're starting to see people get charged with misdemeanor assault charges because they got on an airplane when they had a fever. I hope to God we don't get to that point because think about this. What if you travel to a foreign country and you not – I mean, you're not going to now. But when this is all over, you get on a plane, you go to a foreign country, you drink the water, you get horrible diarrhea. And all of a sudden, you go, you want to go home. All you want to do is go home. You're like, I got to get home to the United States of America. I got to get home to my bed. I just want to get home to my own toilet uh, and all that toilet paper that I hoarded dur during the coronavirus crisis. Uh, but they don't l allow you on the airplane because before you get on the airplane, they ask you, do you have any medical symptoms? And you go, I got massive diarrhea. They're like, I'm sorry, you'll go back to a hotel. And now you're stuck in a foreign country for God knows until you can prove that you're over your illness. That's not at all what this country is. So you need to protect yourself from idiots and stupid people and those people that only care about themselves. But it's difficult when you start oppressing those idiots' rights. Hey, thanks so much for calling. Uh, we really uh, we really appreciate it. It's always fun to talk to you. Speaking of idiots, 
Let's talk about Joe Biden, because you may or may not remember that there is a presidential election this year and that Joe Biden is the Democratic frontrunner. And Bernie Sanders, he's still in the race. He hasn't seated or uh, he hasn't uh, seated the election yet, but he's still in the race. So here's what happened. Joe Biden's uh, crew of individuals who are in charge of getting him elected president, Joe Biden's campaign team realized that Donald Trump was on TV every day and that Donald Trump was handling this coronavirus crisis like a real leader and that everybody was being reminded on a daily basis that Donald Trump is our president and he's pretty gosh darn good at it. And the media was giving Donald Trump all this free press coverage. And the Joe Biden people were like, man. We really don't like to put Joe Biden in front of the camera because we never know what he's going to do or say, but we probably need to put him in front of the camera. So while Joe Biden was social distancing himself at his lush mansion in Delaware or Scranton or wherever he claims he's from, they put together a Facebook Live so that, get this, Joe Biden could discuss his thoughts and feelings about the coronavirus crisis and criticize the president who's actually, you know, doing stuff about it. Here's how it began. I hope you and your family are doing well in these difficult and anxious times, confusing times. I kind of feel like all times are confusing for Joe Biden, don't you? Like all families, the Biden family is adjusting to new ways. That's correct. For example, his son can't go out and pretend to know something about the stock market or about energy and get millions of dollars from places like China or the Ukraine. I mean, his son can't go anywhere. So luckily, he's got all that money that he's socked away. Uh, but that's a big change. I mean, the corruption has really been it's it's tough to be corrupt with foreign countries when you can't travel to foreign countries. So they keep the Bidens in your prayers. Later today, you'll hear from the president in his daily briefing. These briefings are an important opportunity to inform and reassure the American public. They're not a place for political attacks. Or to lash out at the press. Now, first of all, he's really difficult to hear because for whatever reason, he's softer than usual. He's mumbling. He doesn't have that energy. Maybe this is his I'm being and maybe this is his like serious Joe Biden uh, type voice. But he's saying this is not a time for the president to what is it? Political attacks. They're not a place for political attacks. Or to lash out at the press. Yeah, he's criticizing the daily briefings, which is what the Democrats have started doing. In fact, they want to censor them. They want to not air them live. But what he doesn't realize is that the the uh, the political attacks are what causes the attacks on the press. You lash out at the press when you are trying to inform the public about the coronavirus crisis and the economy and steps that they need to take to protect themselves. And instead, you get dumb questions from the press about why you're unfit or why your decision is bad or why you shouldn't call the virus the Chinese virus. So after the political attack comes the lashing from the press. That's the order. My principal focus today and every day will be on what we should do to get this response fixed to save lives, to provide economic assistance to the tens of millions of Americans who need it and need it now. That's the second time, by the way, he's been answering a question or trying to dictate something and coughed in the middle of it. In fact, during the last debate, you may remember he coughed during his answer about the coronavirus. So I don't know if they're taking Joe Biden's temperature, but he's in that age. By, I mean, he is he is in the age group where they need to really watch their symptoms and make sure that they're not coming in contact with anybody who is not socially isolating themselves. Uh, then he went on to continue about uh, his, his, he continued with his criticism of the president. The president says no one saw this coming. Well, that's just not accurate. Our intelligence officials were warning of coronavirus threat in January. Just based on public information that I had, I warned the threat was getting worse way back on January the 27th and urged the need to put science first, draw on emergency funds to get response started. 
think about invoking disaster powers to respond. Okay, so back on January 27th, Joe Biden said he had all this political knowledge and he had all this insight and intelligence that told him this was going to be a problem. But you know what? There were there were there were so many opportunities for him to come forward at rallies during the debates and talk about the coronavirus. But you know why he didn't do it? Because he was too busy discussing open borders and pollution and uh, free health care for all. That's what the Democrats were focused on. They didn't care about the coronavirus back on January 27th. In fact, you know what they were doing on January 27th? Do you know why the Senate couldn't focus its efforts on making sure that the president was putting together a plan to protect us from the impending pandemic of the coronavirus? Do you know why they couldn't do that? Because all 100 of those senators were locked in a room for two weeks, for 12 hours a day, listening to Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and Val Demings and all these other morons try to impeach the president of the United States for crimes that weren't crimes. They locked the entire Senate, the entire governing body in a room to attack the president. The president was tied up. The Senate was tied up. Congressional leaders were tied up and the media was tied up. And as a result, on January 27th, when Joe Biden supposedly got this intel, the only story that was going on was the Senate trial of Donald Trump, a trial that Donald Trump didn't start. The Democrats did. 855-765-1045. There's more of this Joe Biden stuff. We'll get to it here in just a minute. we got to take one more quick break. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Man, not only is not only is Joe Biden hiding, but he's also lying. Because this guy, I have to tell you, they should have kept him hidden wherever he was. If you think about it, Joe Biden, after he won the last three, uh, after he won the last three primaries and really got that delegate lead over Bernie Sanders, they were like, great, we've got this thing wrapped up. Don't let the man speak. Don't let him talk. And they should have kept him there. They should have kept him there because when he came out with this public address about the coronavirus, which was basically him just bashing the president for taking action, when he is somebody who has no political power, holds no office, and can do absolutely nothing. Nothing who can barely speak. And I'll show you in just a minute doesn't even remember the country he lives in. When he gets up and starts talking about the coronavirus, it's not only slightly insulting, but it's kind of embarrassing to Joe Biden, especially when he starts quoting Abraham Lincoln, because that's what he did next. He quoted Abraham Lincoln, which I don't know if he doesn't remember that Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. But when Democrats start quoting Republicans, you know, things are bad. To paraphrase a frustrated President Lincoln writing to an inactive General McClellan during the Civil War, quote, if you don't want to use the army, may I borrow it, end of quote. Yeah, he read that really well off of the prompter. Also, Joe Biden, think about this. He comes out of his hiding spot. He comes out to talk about the coronavirus in his home, and he has a little podium, and it says Joe Biden 30330 on it or whatever, and he gets up there to, to bash the president of the United States, a man whose job he wants, and he has the audacity to say this, thinking anything's gonna believe, anyone's going to believe it. No, this isn't about politics. uh, This is simply too much at stake. Too much at stake. It's not about politics. Too much at stake. Uh, But it is actually about politics because the very next thing out of his mouth. I've laid out a very detailed, in-depth plan for what I think we should be doing. You can read it on JoeBiden.com. Oh, yes. Look, this is not about politics, but please go to my political website where the first thing I do is ask you for a donation to my political campaign. But this is not about politics. As I stand here in my house, which just so happens to have a podium with a sign that says Joe Biden 30330. 
this is not about politics, but I haven't said one word about this until I realized, oh, my God, I haven't said one word about this. And I probably should. Then he started laying out his plan. We need to activate the reserve corps of doctors and nurses and beef up the number of responders dealing with the crush, these crush of cases. The, yeah, the crush of cases. you got to beef up the first responders. Listen to what part two of his plan is. And, uh, and in addition to that, uh, in addition to that, we have to uh, make sure that we, uh, we are in a position that we are. Well, let me let me go to the second thing. Yeah, he's probably, <laughs> probably just, he's actually waving. You can see his hand in the corner of the screen. He's waving at his aide because he has no idea what he's supposed to be saying. He has no idea where he, he doesn't actually have a plan. He has somebody who wrote something on a screen that he's trying to read and he lost his place. And now he's trying to desperately find it before people realize that he doesn't know what he's talking about and he doesn't have a plan. And he continues. Cash, look, cash relief needs to go out as fast as possible. Those who need it the most. And we can act quickly and we can do it together. And we could, except for the Democrats who have realized, hey, when the uh, Republicans took ill with the coronavirus or when the Republicans were doing the responsible thing of self-quarantining themselves and then had to abstain from voting on a package that everybody had already agreed on a couple of days ago. When your Democratic friends, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and everybody else in the in the House and the Senate, when they realized, oh, here's an opportunity for us to pass the legislation that we so desperately need and tack on some pork barrel bills that we don't need at all that the republicans don't want but that they'll be forced to vote on because hey five of them are self-quarantining yeah that's that's what you do that's what you do in time of crisis and then of course at the end of it uh joe biden wanted to remind us all who we are and most importantly where we live ordinary hard-working americans have never ever 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 let their country down so we need to get moving move faster this is the United States of America. There's not a single thing we cannot do if we do it together. Except pronounce the name of the country properly. This is the United States of America. The United States of America. I'm Joe Biden. I'd like to be your president. God bless the United States of America. This is the United States of America. 855-765-1045. Listen, we got to go, but tomorrow is whatever you want Wednesday. So leave me an open mic message right now and let me know what you want to talk about. If something pops into your head overnight, maybe while you're watching a press conference. Uh, by the way, this is our first press conference-free show we've had in like two weeks. So bravo. Good job, everybody. Uh, stay tuned. Traffic, weather, news, and Rush Limbaugh coming up next on 104.5 WOKV. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.